Hello and welcome to Cashflow Candy. You may be hearing some cockatoos in the background. That's because I'm out at Hamilton Island. Uh, we've had uh, nine days so far of beautiful sun and surf. Uh, just me, Peter and little Braxton. Uh, been a beautiful family holiday. So I'm just uh, doing the introduction for Dr. Sarah Rife Heckin, which comes at a major coincidence because this interview is really about how do we manage our time and stop overwhelm in our life. And ever since I've changed the structure of my business, I've really had to be extra, extra critical with planning my time. So this holiday was actually booked six months ago, which is the furthest amount of time I've ever planned any holiday besides my honeymoon. <laughs> <laughs> but knowing what 2016 was going to be like for me with all the launches, I needed to buckle down and make sure that we had this booked in. Now, let me actually tell you a little bit more about Dr. Sarah Reifhekin and what you're going to take away from today's interview. Hi, this is Annette Lakovich and you're listening to Cashflow Candy. Join me while I interview successful entrepreneurs, business specialists and share the ultimate information, helping you increase your sales, doing what you love. So let's start making some candy for your business. I bring you Dr. Sarah Rife Heckin. She is the founder of True Focus Coaching. She's a speaker, a coach of 20 years, and has experience in helping people create the lives they crave. Do you ever find that you suffer from overwhelm, from stress, from anxiety being an entrepreneur? Well, look, I know it absolutely firsthand, um, and I find in my business it comes with ebbs and flows. There's, there's, there's times when there's just so much on my plate that I'm doing the juggling and other times we're just in a beautiful cruise control. So this interview today, I actually took away a lot and just had some uh, amazing self-discoveries just speaking to Sarah myself. Today, you're going to learn why procrastination and overwhelm are such big issues for entrepreneurs, the top four problems that are related to procrastination and overwhelm, and how to use your time more productively. She also talks about how it's about tailoring tailoring to your own individual needs because really there's old school time management but sometimes it might not serve who you are or how you like to work. She also finishes off with the biggest bang which is her five steps that bust through procrastination on overwhelm and are the most meaningful to you and she takes time breaking down those five steps. So please let me introduce you to Dr. Sarah Rife Hecking. Sarah, so great to have you on Cashflow Candy. The last Last time I saw you was in um, uh, what's it called? Um, Springs. What was it called? Where I met Palm you? Springs. Palm I, I... Springs, California. Is that what you say? You always put the the area first, and then the state. Is that how we do it in America? Yes, yes. You put the town and then the state. So ah, Palm beautiful. Springs, which is in California. Yes. So such a beautiful resort where I met you. We had lunch there um, together at a conference. So it's so great to actually have you on today. I'm so excited. And I just want to say this is a hot topic, a uh, hot topic for entrepreneurs. Hence why I've got you on here. Cashflow Candy is not just about um, making money or doing what we love. It's making sure that we stay in love with doing what we're doing <laughs> and not getting burnout. Um, so I would love to start with uh, really just what you do because I know that you tailor things, you, you educate us with procrastination and overwhelm. So can you give us just a bit of an overview and then I'd really love to dive in deep with some questions. 
Absolutely. So what I love to do, Annette, is help smart people that are often entrepreneurs that get overwhelmed and procrastinate and really know what to do, but they're not doing it, right? So Mm -hmm. we all have those moments where we just get stuck. Mm -hmm. And I love helping them figure out how to just clear all of that out, get super clear about what's getting in the way, right? And figure out how to set up structures and supports that work with the way they work, the way their brain is set up, and the way their life is set up. Mm. So, yeah, so I come to this in terms of taking a holistic look of what's really meaningful to you, what do you want to get done, some of that has to do with work, some of it doesn't, and how can we set up systems that are really going to work for you so that you'll use them. And so that things can just flow and you can be in that state of joy. So important. What I love is what you just said, which is tailored for you. So you actually do it. So you use it. So it's real. So it's not just about you going out there and just trying to give somebody the time management work workshop that you just know fits. (laughs) It's like the cookie cutout. It's really like that tailored process. Tell me, what is the difference between procrastination and overwhelm? I actually feel like there's a difference there. Is there a difference between the two in your eyes? There is. I think that what happens is usually we get overwhelmed and then we procrastinate, Mm -hmm. right? So overwhelm tends to be this emotional state where there's just too much coming in and we can't compute, right? Definitely. Um, And then procrastination is this response to the overwhelm oftentimes, which is setting things aside and Mm -hmm. deciding we're not going to do it now. It's an act of delaying. Mm And delaying is not always a bad thing. Sometimes it's actually the smartest thing to do, right? Mm -hmm. But when it becomes our only way of dealing with things that cause emotion in our day or that cause that feeling of overwhelm, then it becomes a problem for people. Mm, Yeah. And I love how you just put that because I feel like with the coaching that I do, it's I've never seen it as procrastination. This is just a big wake-up call for me right this moment where I have uh, my clients come in and they do suffer from overwhelm all the time. It's just what a lot of entrepreneurs do because they just throw so much on their plate. Um, and I find by the end of the session that we have complete clarity. So I always say to them, um, you know, with complete clarity, that's what actually creates that action. But what I realize what's happening is it's, it's actually unplugging that procrastination. I've never put seen it as procrastination after that step of overwhelm. Yeah, yeah. And the way I talk about it that can resonate with everybody, because here's the thing that happens in that we have labels mm-hmm. and... So for you, it feels like overwhelm. For somebody else, it feels like procrastination. For somebody Mm -hmm. else, it's avoidance. Some people are freezing, right? Mm -hmm. Some people just find like, oh my gosh, I'm doing something altogether different than what I intended to do for the last six hours, Mm -hmm. right? You just, uh, wow, I didn't even even do what I sat down to do, right? So there's this emotional piece related to managing our time. And that's what I really specialized in helping people understand and notice and work with. Mm -hmm. Because when we don't acknowledge that there's an emotional piece there, that's when we start to feel like we're a failure because we can't sort of follow this system that somebody set up for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. So what you've just said there with the labeling as well, 
I see it as like a self-sabotage in the way where it's it's you might be overwhelmed where you've got all these different things to do and then the person sits down at their desk and they end up doing a completely different task and normally I call it the 80-20 rule task, the Pareto principle, which is they do the 80% task that give them really a 20% result and I feel like they're attracted to that because maybe it's easier to do um, or like you're saying, maybe it's so overwhelming, let's just say for for me um, and yourself working with, let's just say coaches or um, consultants where they're putting launches out, there's so much for them to do. It's like, you know, where do they actually take that first bite? Um, and a lot of them do put this, what I call the self-sabotage in where they're just doing a low priority task or something that they're doing. Um, which now it's just the pennies really hitting um, home for me or dropping for me is the the word procrastination because I've never actually used it for this line of work that I do. My my old background used to be health or fitness, right? <laughs> many many mm, years ago, yeah. which I don't even know if you know that. Um, mm. But I actually came from the health and fitness industry, and that's where I actually learned how to sell without being that real hardcore salesy um, type of person, and. I dealt with procrastination all the time there, but the funny thing is I've made the, never made the connection with my clients um, into the entrepreneurial world. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. You're welcome. And it's, you know, it's not all that different. It's just, you know, instead of sitting down to make the sales calls or write the copy or mm. review the copy yet again, right, and mm. then get it out to get it out in the world. Um, you know, those are those are the places that entrepreneurs tend to procrastinate instead of, you know, going to the gym, right? Yes. There's this piece of that thing that we know we should be doing that we just don't do and it causes problems. Mm. And that's when you really need to figure out a system that's going to help you manage it. Yeah. So what would you say be the top four problems like related to procrastination or overwhelm? What would be the top things that you'd say that actually create that? Yeah. So... I really see there's this one big piece that's about control over time, mm-hmm. and it can be a little bit slippery because what happens is that each of us have, um, you know, we all have brains. We're all humans. They're all relatively well, the same. Most of us have brains. No. <laughs> I know. Well, it's good to, you know, we, we need to just, you know, notice biology once in a while. We have a brain that's attached to the rest of our body, right? Mm-hmm. And they're very similar from person to person, but inside there's uh, relative strengths and weaknesses. And one of the things that happens is that some of us really just notice time as right now and then mm-hmm. sometime in the future. We don't really notice the passing of time. Mm-hmm. So what happens is Sometimes if you're that person that doesn't notice that that time is passing, you really feel like you don't have control over time at all, mm-hmm. right? Um, so that's one piece that I see. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, there's those of us that are crazy busy, right, mm-hmm. and feel like there's just not enough time for us to cram everything in that we want. Mm-hmm. So that control over time piece is a really big issue for people. Mm-hmm. And then I also see people that really struggle with the mechanics of – planning and that has to do with using a calendar and a to-do list and then when we get into more complicated businesses or just your business starts to take a big leap it happens to cause problems with managing multiple projects Mm -hmm. right yeah so you were just talking about like putting together a launch that has lots of details if you're doing one of those the first time around it's hard right Mm -hmm. and then after you've done it a few times and you're trying to do different launches simultaneously for different parts of your company, mm-hmm. 
it can be really overwhelming to people. So, so there's this piece about the mechanics and the planning of things that sometimes we just don't have the skills. We were never taught them. Or again, it's one of those relative weaknesses just in terms of how our brain works. Mm. So that's the second area. Right. So the first one was the lack of the lack of control or lack yeah, control so, over so, time. Control over time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Control over time mm-hmm. and then mechanics and planning. Mm-hmm. And then the third one that I see is this goal setting and priorities piece. Yes. And I'm sure you see this all the time with the business owners mm-hmm. that you work with in that, right? So um, sometimes we forget to set goals or we have them, but they're not really, the long-term goals are not related with our day-to-day activities. Mm-hmm. And that's where the priorities link in. But again, sometimes we don't have a really good method by which we prioritize. And what ends up happening, particularly in this busy electronic society that we live in, is that things feel urgent and important and pull our attention and they're really not priorities, Mm, right? Yes, so true. And then the last one that I see is one that we've spoken about a little bit. It's this notion of procrastination and overwhelm and that emotional piece of time management that we all have to kind of figure out what does it feel like for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you know, it's interesting because I'm in a, a, a beautiful space right now because I've just come out of two massive launches. Actually, we've done three because we did one in December. So it was December. Uh, had a bit of a break, <laughs> went straight into <laughs> an event um, and then launched a, a brand new mastermind program. Um, and it, it was a really, really stressful three months and um, just had so much on my plate uh, to juggle. And I couldn't have lived without my diary. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't have lived without prioritization. However, is there a way, and, and so at the moment, because we've had these all these launches all happen, we are now in the build stage again, which is a really nice stage because, you know, we're just slowly implementing along and doing task by task. But I know we've got uh, July is the next one. I know for a fact, uh, end of July is when the launch is. So mm-hmm. I know the start of July, things are going to get cracking and that pressure is going to kick in. You know, is it is there things that we could do because it's always that ebb and flow I think of business anyway um, I always try to put exercise in like that's one thing mm-hmm. like even this morning before we have our interview um, I'm out there doing the power walk <laughs> it's something that you. I know psychologically I need that time I now start at 10 a.m because that helps me manage my stress levels um, what is the things that we can do when we just We've got launches on. We've got these things on. We know it's going to be a full out month. What are some of the things that we can do to really help improve our own sanity? (laughs) Well, you had a really good one right on the head there, Annette, and that is make sure that you're taking care of your body, Mm -hmm. right? And here's the thing. I was making jokes before about we all have brains and let's notice it's connected to the body. But one of the things that we Uh often forget is that our brain and our body are not separate. They are one. They are connected. Mm -hmm. And if you're in a place where you're really focused on getting a launch out or, you know, pushing a deadline or working on a big project for a client, you want to make sure that you balance yourself so that... 
when you have the need to be super focused, you've got it. You haven't sort of used it up. Mm-hmm. And so one of the ways that you fuel yourself, and I call this fuel for your ultimate self, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we call it self-care, but it's much more entertaining if you call it fuel for your ultimate self. And I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's more entertaining. And so that's one of the things that perks us up, right? Mm-hmm. One of the things that perks us up is making it entertaining and fun to think about and to engage in, right? Mm. So, but taking care of your mind and your body, make sure you get this, the, your eight hours of sleep in. And I know somebody out there is rolling their eyes like that never happens. Mm. I guarantee you, you're going to be more productive when you get more sleep because you're actually smarter when you get more sleep. There's crazy um, information coming out. Um, I've just noticed this. Um, when what was the lady that launched the book um, Thrive? Was it Thrive Huffington? Oh uh, yes, yes, Ariana. Ariana and Huffington. The the studies that she brought out about sleep—it's just incredible what sleep does. I, I couldn't yeah. believe it. Yeah, it's it's some of the most productive time in your day, right? Mm. Same with the physical activity, because what you're doing with the physical activity is you're balancing out the hormones in your brain, mm. right? So that you can focus and you can think well, and it's also the best antidepressant on the planet. Yes, I agree, right? One hundred percent. So mm-hmm. yeah, so so you can certainly make sure you're taking care of your body, um, but in terms of the planning stages, there are you know, five steps that I think are really important for you to think about along the way. Oh, great. Yeah, and these are really my steps to bust through procrastination and overwhelm. But once you recognize them all and you see them, you'll see that when you use them, you're actually setting up a really comfortable, peaceful way to go into a launch, to do your projects, to meet that big client and perform really well because it gives you a system to kind of check in with yourself and to set up what I really call like your containment system and we'll talk about that a little bit more. Mm, I've got a pen and paper ready. Yeah, yeah. So the first step really is to recognize what's overwhelming you Mm -hmm. and recognize like you just said, Annette, like I know it's going to get crazy. The next Right? So there's something there. You have a sense about it's going to get crazy. Yeah. So I'm pre-framing the negative already. And then straight away I know what it is because I think we jam stuff in. So why don't we do some of the stuff now? Yes, exactly. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So there's part of your really smart brain that says, hey, you get started now. Right. Mm. But what we do is we kind of push it aside. Mm. So instead of pushing it aside, recognize, oh, that's what that is. Yeah. Oh, that's my smarter part. Or that's this, you know, the back of my brain saying, you know, that's a lot of work to do in that two week period that you think you're going to get it done in or Mm. whatever it's penciled in for. Right. And I'm just thinking like, this is just me back at high school. I was a crammer. Yes. I was a crammer. (laughs) And here we are cramming again. I think it's just even just taking that space now, if you're going to self-coaching, which is what you would do, right? Yeah. You would ask the question probably, what is it you could do now? What what are some of the things that I could start doing now? Because we're doing other things. We're building at the moment other things. But really, there should be a task, I think, that we should be focusing on for the event now. Mm, Love it. Exactly. Exactly. And if you work it in just an hour or two a week now, Mm. when you get to what's usually the crunch phase, you can still have um, 
you can still have a push week, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to be a crazy over the top week. And that's what exhausts us. Mm. The thing though, Annette, that you brought up that's really important, you said, well, I was a crimer in high school and I guess I'm doing it now. And sometimes what happens is that our brains actually wake up under that amount of pressure and it's it's, um, energizing. Mm-hmm. So you want to balance it if you're somebody who loves that, you know, deep dive and let me be super busy and it's fun. Mm-hmm. You want to make sure that you set yourself up for having fun that doesn't necessarily exhaust you and deplete you. Mm-hmm. And so finding that edge for you and starting to recognize where does that overwhelm kick in and when, and I call that finding the beast, right? Like it's a big old dragon that lives in your neighborhood. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so Love the first it. thing is to really recognize that. And and mm-hmm. right now, this is a great example. You could start to put a few things in place so that when you get closer to that launch, you have a head start and yeah. you know you can just easily um, slide into the busier part. Mm-hmm. You know, right? So the, the next step I call calming the inner fear discussion or taming that dragon, right? So we found the beast. We found the dragon. Now <laughs> Love it. Find the beast. Tame yeah. it now. Mm-hmm. Right? So now you're going to tame it. And that is noticing the negative self-talk, right, mm-hmm. that goes along. It's that inner fear discussion. Like you just said a moment ago something really powerful about, I'm already dreading it. I already have it in my mind that it's going to be horrible. I already right? know it's going to kick in about a month before. And there's the pre-frame there. I've set the pre prerequisite. So, yeah. 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 So you're in this amazing spot right now, Annette, where you can – Um, say to yourself, okay, so what do I need to do so that's not a crazy busy time? Mm. What can I do now? What can I have other people do, right? How can I proactively use my team during that time or ahead of that time so that I'm not in that place? Mm. So, and and all of that conversation that I'm having with you is helps you prompt a positive conversation that's consistent with productivity. Yeah. Right, Because the fear conversation, that negative stuff that we all say to ourselves that is, you know, often super nasty and we'd never say out loud to somebody else, right? Right. Um, You want to catch yourself saying that because all that does is it creates that downward spiral of emotion and keeps you stuck and overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But when you catch it, just like you did, when you said, oh my gosh, I already think it's horrible. And then we started backing you out of that. What could you do now? We started to have a positive conversation that was consistent with productivity. Mm. And it's so easy to see outside. It takes a moment. And I think what happens with um, all of us, women and and, and men as well as entrepreneurs, but I coach mostly women, is we're so much in the doing, 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 doing. It's how often do we stop just to take a step back to have that helicopter view for a moment? Exactly. To then and, rec- that's, and that's what that's step one, which is recognize. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And to recognize and then you can be calm, you can learn the, the, what you've got to do to, to be calm and tame the beast. Understand. Exactly. Mm. Exactly. And then the next piece um, is also um, super helpful, and I call that enabling your routine and environment to support your productivity. That's that engineering your containment system that I was talking about. So if there's a huge dragon that lives in your neighborhood, right, five stories tall and breathes fire and has a tail as big as a house, you're going to make sure 
that there's a containment system that keeps that lizard out of your village, right? <laughs> Yeah. It's super important because you would, you just wouldn't, you know, kind of go, oh yeah, there he is. I'm going to ignore him. Mm. Right. Which mm -hmm. is what we do mm. with that feeling of overwhelm or whatever that emotional piece is that we need to recognize. Um, and what you can do here with setting up a routine and then also your physical environment is you can create that containment system for yourself. So you also just said something really powerful earlier where you said, I start my day at 10 in the morning and I get my walk in first. Yeah. Right? Mm -hmm. And I did That's that because I had a baby. So when just when I met you, um, yeah. I think my little boy was only about 12 months and I just, I just stopped doing the things that I, how I normally started my day. So exercise is always very important for me, um, not just because of the, the physical side of it, because of the mental side of it. Um, mm -hmm. And I just kept missing the work and I'm just so programmed, which a lot of us are, you know, to be at that desk and start at nine o'clock. And I'd be booking my clients in and I'd be rushing him to get him ready in the mornings and for me to be ready. And by the time I'm with my clients or before I sit down at my desk, I'd be so um, – the, the cortisol, I think, would be pumping from stress. And yes. then I just thought to myself last year – I've only started this this year. I just thought to myself – I did some goals. I do it, do it every year at, um, in December. I work out, you know, everything that was fantastic for the year, anything I want to change. And I just thought, I just need to get my routine back in and I'm starting at 10. There's no reason why I need to start at nine. <laughs> I need to just, I work my diary, so I choose it. And that's what I've done. Exactly. It's made such a big difference for me mentally. Absolutely. And that's a great example of setting up your routine so that the important things happen, right? Mm. And I call this a flexible template for your week. And this is a great example where you said, you know, usually I start working at nine, but you know what? I'm gonna make a choice. I'm gonna start at 10 and I'm gonna get my, my activity in first. Mm. And that superpowers your day, right? Yeah. So you're able to come in feeling better, you're able to focus better, your physical and your mental health is better, and I bet you're more productive during the day yes and you know I still sometimes have to fight the battle of um, the conversation in my head when I'm out there so last oh, yeah. week there was um, I had a training call on and I was out walking one hour beforehand and just that old programming was coming in just going oh you really should be you know going there and you know it's gonna be weird you know you're just sort of walking in having a really quick shower and and I had to really just program myself or talk to myself and say you know what this is this is your life now you can exercise you can go home you can have a quick shower you don't need to have makeup on it's going to be on the telephone it's you're still going to give them all the content you need stop sabotaging yourself like it's just that self-coaching so even now what four months into it sometimes still having to deprogram reprogram myself with the choices Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's a great example of, you know, calming the interfere discussion. I think the other thing that happens in that is that we feel that anything that that doesn't, quote unquote, look like work, mm. right, where you're sitting at your computer, so isn't true. productive. And what I time that you're walking is probably one of the most productive times in your day. You're 
impacting your physical health, your emotional health, you're getting sunshine. You're, mm-hmm. If you're outside, yeah. your body needs that to make good vitamins. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also probably doing some pretty good thinking during that time. And I was going to say, most of the time, that's where I get my most of my ideas. Yes. Yeah. And it's so great to have a partner that's supportive because he actually was saying it when I said to him, I'm starting at 10 o'clock next year. And he said, um, it's funny that you separate that as some, doing something for yourself. He said it is. He said... But this is part of your work. When you actually perform better mentally, he said, this is actually part of your work day. He goes, so instead of feeling like you've got the guilt of separating, he goes, this is actually part of your work day. Yes, I love that. Mm. And that's why I call it fuel for your ultimate self. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because as entrepreneurs, we need to take that seriously. This this is not for sissies. Mm. Right? We need to really take care of our minds and our bodies because we put ourselves in challenging situations. So you want to have the energy, both emotionally and physically, to do what you need to do during your day. Yeah. So so challenge that question of what is productive, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's super important to ask yourself, like just as you said earlier, sometimes you know we're doing that 80% of our work that really is not making an impact. Yeah on our bottom line right and that's one of the biggest mistakes when i do go into the businesses or if i'm with my um my mastermind uh, ladies is it's just their focus is on the wrong thing so they could be and let's just say for me it's about them helping them make more money in their business it's looking at what are the tasks they're actually doing and they're doing the tasks that really aren't going to bring the money in <laughs> right yeah yeah so really important to ask yourself what's productive Mm. and for you and for most of us that half an hour of exercise or hour of exercise is one of the most productive times Mm -hmm. right and you can't do the other high energy stuff that you do Um, even if you're an introvert you still need your energy so uh, so so notice that so on step three here, we're talking about enabling your routine and your environment to support productivity and really engineering that containment system, just like it was a paddock, right, that's going to keep that dragon at bay. Like, I love the the analogy I like to use here is um, the movie Jurassic Park or Jurassic World. Have you seen that? Yes. Or read- I've seen well, okay. Jurassic Park, the first one. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. So everything was fine until the containment system went down, Mm -hmm. right? So in Jurassic Park, they had a zoo full of life-size dinosaurs and things were fine until the, you know, the fences broke, the containment system went down and then the dinosaurs started eating the humans and it was kind of a problem, (laughs) right? So I want you to really think about that, setting up your routines so that the important things just happen so that you know when you're working and when you're not working which is a really important question to ask yourself all the time yes because Mm -hmm. we blend them so much and that's one of the things that's really tiring for us is that we're always switching in and out of different types of activities and different modes Mm -hmm. so you need to switch in a way that works for your energy level but if you're switching all the time it's exhausting Mm -hmm. Right, so set up that routine that's going to support productivity, and so you know the important things get handled. And then take a look at your physical environment, and also set that up for support. What do you mean by so, that? So, for instance, 
as we were getting set up for this interview, Annette, you said you said some really great things. I've done a lot of interviews, and I have to say, you're the only one who said, make sure you turn off your email so it's not beeping during the interview. <laughs> make sure that you go to Skype and put you offline so people don't instant message you during our meeting. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's a great example of setting up your environment to support success. Uh-huh. Right. Nobody's mm-hmm. going to interrupt us. Yes. I even have I even have my office door locked. So if somebody in the building by mistake decides to walk in, they're going to see it's locked. Mm-hmm. And then they'll see the big sign on the door that says recording if they because they obviously didn't see it before. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. So set up your physical environment. If you need to close the door so that you can be super focused, do it. If you need to clean off your desk so the only thing in front of you is the one thing you need to get done right now, then do it. You're going to be less likely to move into something else if it's not in front of you, Mm. right? Yeah, it's so interesting because I actually have what I call lockdown. So for for my um, VA, I say to where I'm doing lockdown at the moment. So I do lockdown whenever I'm creating a presentation. Um, I do lockdown a lot of times. Um, And for lockdown, and even daily when I'm doing, when I know that I'm doing, say, batching, so I'll do, I'll I'll send emails together, I'll do phone calls together, so I'll do a lot of batching. Um, and in those times, I actually turn my phone on silent because I yes. don't want the phone to interrupt me or to, to distract me. And it drives my husband nuts because sometimes I forget to turn it off. Most of the time, <laughs> I forget to turn it back on again. <laughs> it's like he's trying to ring me. <laughs> and, and you're I'm, being really focused. And, and, I, that's yeah. awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, sorry, it was on lockdown. <laughs> Uh, but I love that as well. Like you're saying, for me, I really like a clean desk. People always say, "Is your desk that clean?" I said, "Yeah, it is." Like I find I work, I, I feel like I can function with a clean desk. Um, and I, I really like how you're saying, have the one, one thing in front of you. If you continue getting distracted, just have that one thing so you can't get that distraction. Yeah, and you might need to leave your office with it, right? So you might need to go to a conference room or a different place where you know you're not going to be tempted to do something else except that one thing. Mm. I will often take my computer and the one file, right? I shut everything else down. I only have the one file open um, and go into a different room where there's just a, you know, a big table and nothing else is going to pull me related to work. Yeah, that's right? so interesting because that's what might happen, I think, um, if we go somewhere, let's just say to a cafe. I've always had this inner guilt where... I need to be in my office at my desk and this is for years of really trying to tame that beast and just make myself leave to go and work at a cafe um, and whenever I do that the the amount of work that I produce by sitting there so you're saying it's because it's, the, it's the, actually the lack of distraction around exactly mm. exactly and there's probably something about the, the kind of noise or activity that's just enough stimulation in the environment mm-hmm. so that you can focus kind of against that. And we all have different um, needs in terms or lack thereof in terms of noise in the environment, right? So some of us, um, you know, do really well with just a, a background din or some music that's not pulling our brain, mm-hmm. right? Others of us just need complete silence. So know what works for you. Right. And if you're somebody who, who, like I did a lot of my... Um, you know, way back when, when I was in graduate school, I wrote my dissertation, this big research project, you know, 
an hour or two at a time in a cafe because mm -hmm. I would take the three or four papers that I needed to read and assimilate and then I would write about them. There wasn't anything else that was going to pull me sideways. And that was before we walked around with phones in our pockets, right? Yes. Um, so, so that's a really, really um, great example of setting up your environment to support productivity. Love it. Awesome. And then and number five, is that it? Is this, is this number five? Well, well, so I have two, two more. I have four and five, and I will just go through them quickly. Mm. Number four is get support. And, you know, one of the things, particularly women, we are really uh, not good at asking for help. And the thing I want everybody on the call or on the who's listening to this to understand is that success never happens alone. No matter who you know that's highly successful, if you peel back the curtain, mm -hmm. they have support. Even if it doesn't look like they do, they have support. So, and the notion here is that you can't defeat a dragon alone, right? Mm -hmm. It's a five-story li lizard that breathes fire. That only happens in fairy tales mm -hmm. that you can do it on your own, right? You'd need a whole village, to help you patrol and keep the dragon at bay. Mm -hmm. So give yourself support and know that it's part of the entrepreneurial path. Yes, so true. And right. support from, um, from even for me, I really push virtual assistants because of the, mm -hmm. um, for a lot of the startups. As they start to grow, then they need those team members, but even support of the networks. I notice that a lot of women, um, until we start to form like this mastermind, uh, a lot of them feel like they can't even just reach out to a friend or to share it because they think they meet, their business is meant to be thriving or they're just meant to know it all. Um, so even if it's not with specifically with getting help inside the business, it's actually asking somebody externally like a friend or just sharing because we've all been there, haven't we? We've all been through the, mm -hmm. the startup phase, which is really crappy. Let's just, you know, put it out there that that that's, can be a really stressful stage when you're trying to get the money in the business and it's not coming through at the start. Um, so it's even just asking for some help from a friend that's maybe gone through it. Exactly, exactly. And there's lots of, um, you know, great net networking communities. There's lots of, you know, free online support. And then there's also paid support, mm -hmm. right? So notice what kind of support you need and look around and let it be okay. Give yourself permission to get it because it just means you're going to go farther faster and you don't need to struggle on your own. It's not how anybody has ha built a successful business. It yeah. just doesn't happen that way. Mm. Um, and then, a, yeah, can I just actually say that when you say anyone that's built a successful business, I have a client that came to me. She was earning $70,000 a year in sales. Mm -hmm. She uh, teaches people. So she doesn't teach people. She finds investment properties for people mm -hmm. and she secures it for them. Um, her sales were $70,000 a year. Within 14 months, Sarah, we restructured her sales process. She realized what she needed to do to grow the business. She started to put extra salespeople on, which is scary if you're making $70,000 a year. Um, within 14 months, she grew it to um, just over a million dollars in sales. Wouldn't awesome. have been able to get there, would not have been able to get there if she didn't put a team on around her. Exactly, exactly. Mm. And if she didn't ask for some expert support, 
Yeah. Right. So those mm-hmm. people that are going farther faster have also consulted experts and they might be friends or they might be people that they hire like you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Right. And then the very last step here is keep restarting until you're where you need to be. And this is that piece of coming back to using the systems that work for you, right? Setting up your containment system, checking your perimeters to make sure the dragon's on the other side, right? And whenever you have a big project, you have to keep restarting it and chipping away at it. That's what finishing looks like. It looks like keep starting again and again and again. Mm -hmm. And that's how businesses are built. You try something, you see what works, you see what doesn't work, you start again Mm -hmm. from a different place. With new learnings. Over. Yeah. Yeah. With new learnings. That's great. So the first one is recognize. Um, oh, hang on, I can't read, read half my Can you just recap those five again? Certainly, yeah. Recognize what's overwhelming you. Mm-hmm. Find the beast. Calm the interfere discussion or tame that dragon. Enable your routine and your... Mm-hmm. Yeah, enable your routine and your environment to support productivity. Engineer your containment system. Mm-hmm. Get support. Dragons... Or would you defeat a dragon on your own? Yeah. I don't think so. But we all try, and don't we? I, we do. We do. I actually said that to a client today and she said, well, now I read a lot of fantasy, Sarah. <laughs> like, I, I could do that. And I was like, yeah, that happens in fantasy novels. If you tell me, you would really get a bunch of people to help you out if, if there was a dragon here. You would. Um, and you don't have magic yet. Mm. On this, in this planet right now, you don't have the magic for the dragons. Um, and then the last one is keep restarting keep until you're restarting. where you need to be. Dragons mm, need tending. Love it. Um, I would uh, love to point everybody to your quiz, if I can, the True Focus quiz. I actually did it last night before our interview. Um, is that fine if I can promote that for you? Absolutely. I would love that. It's such a cool quiz. It really just helps you stop and um, assess yourself. And for me, I could just see the the areas that I've just got nailed down. Awesome. You could see the ones where there was like the struggle. So, um, guys, duh, if you go to truefocusquiz.com, truefocusquiz.com, I'll also have it in the uh, the show notes today. If you go to my website, netlackvich.com, you'll see Sarah Rife Heckin's interview there. Um, but truefocusquiz.com is where you can actually do a self-assessment. Uh, I loved that. I absolutely loved it. I got on there last night and just great just to take a step back and really assess myself. Sarah, just um, to, to finish up today's interview, could you give a tip to um, really the experience of what's happening with the solo um, entrepreneur? It's the female. She's starting out. She's a few months into a business. One tip um, that you could recommend for her and then a second tip for the female entrepreneur, she's been in business for a few years. Um, she's continually drilling down, implementing, focusing on growing bigger, something that um, they could take away as well. Absolutely. And I think I might have the same tip for both of them. Oh, so okay. This Great. Is, yeah. So, so the tip is this, that whatever you practice, you can get better at. And... So notice where that overwhelm, where that emotional piece shows up in your day and where it's related to your time management and your business. 
and then put steps in place to practice handling that in a different way that will work for you and make it easy for you to do. Mm-hmm. So give yourself that moment to do what I call practice the pause, right? Mm-hmm. Take a deep breath. Just ground yourself in your body. Ask yourself, what am I doing right now? And then ask yourself, what's the most meaningful thing for me to do right now? And then make a choice about what you want to do next. Mm-hmm. Right? So take that pause. And then whenever you're stuck or overwhelmed, figure out what you just need to practice so that you're better at. Yeah. Because that's how we get better at anything. That's how we get better at sales. That's how we get better at um, you know, building our businesses. That's how we get better at managing that mid-level where it gets crazy busy and holy moly, how do we get it done? Mm. And even right? just in life. Because yeah. sometimes, um, you know, as a mother, you can be doing, 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 doing. And it's just about doing that grounding technique to be totally present. So let's just say mm-hmm. with my son, it's continually having to be pulled back in to be present on the moment because your mind can start thinking about all the things that you've got to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And then it. you miss those moments. And here's the thing, Annette, time is our only non-renewable resource. Mm-hmm. So once that moment with your son is gone or that moment with your client is gone, it's really gone. So make your choices. Mm-hmm. And be present and be make choices that are meaningful to you. Then you're never going to regret them. Absolutely. Because time, it's, it's, the, it's the, the only guarantee is <laughs> that we're never going to get that time back. That's the only mm-hmm. thing. It's um, I, people that know me very well, they know that I am very time conscious. Um, I run with a very strict diary. Um, and what I actually learned was until I respected my time, I will never have enough of it. So I really groomed my, my diary to make sure that it's, it's effective and running a mastermind now as you would know personally as well with the, the, the things that you've got to juggle and also having the clients that um, have the, the private coaching calls, the time management now is just to the absolute extreme. But um, I'll definitely be reaching out for you because I know that there's a lot more tailoring that I need to do just from our conversation today. Um, mm-hmm. if, if anyone wants to know more about you, where could they actually reach out and um, get in contact with you? Uh, they can go to my website, which is truefocuscoaching.com. So that's T-R-U-E-F-O-C-U-S coaching.com. Fantastic. And guys, truefocusquiz.com for that quiz. Uh, but definitely um, you can hear how amazing Sarah is just with that short period of time that we've actually had her on today. Thank you so much for sharing your gift today um, on Cashflow Candy, Sarah. And I can't wait to bump into you in the States whenever I'm over there next or whenever you come to Oz. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me today, Annette. This has been so much fun. Fantastic. Take care. Bye. Bye. You're listening to Cashflow Candy. Now, if you want to join hundreds of other female entrepreneurs just like yourself, then check out herpreneur.com. It's going to be the fastest way for you to make money doing what you love 
everything you need to learn about sales is under that roof. How to sell from stage, how to create sales funnels, how to even take the ickiness out of marketing and to be able to boost sales during webinars. You're going to join hundreds of female entrepreneurs in Sydney at www.herpreneur.com. I cannot wait to see you there. Only happens twice a year. Bye-bye.